Hey, hello. Hi, how's it going? Good. How are you? Uh, I, I'm okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I am. Um, had a long plane ride yesterday, and I had like a, a kind of a tension headache, and so I was like trying to crack my upper back and neck. And I did it bad, and um, I think I pulled something in my back, so I couldn't move uh, for a while. And uh, I can move now, but it it is kind of painful. So I mostly have been immobile. <laughs> uh, I feel sorry. very old. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Like I don't. I've done stuff like that recently, where like I don't. It's not like I'm doing anything strenuous or like intentional. Like I just like move and my body hurts and uh i just kind of don't know like i don't i feel like i'm not that old enough where that's supposed to be happening but like yeah, yeah right? i just kind of like yeah i just like shift my body and it's like oh um something broke and uh i might be dying now but yeah <laughs> um yeah i don't know i i don't know maybe i should go see a doctor i'm not sure yeah i was like on the flight um I was uh, like immediately, I don't know, like I don't normally have this problem anymore, but I was like, what if this is a blood clot that's traveling to my <laughs> lung? Because it hurts when I breathe. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it wasn't that. <laughs> it was, okay, uh, well, it's good. just a muscle thing. I uh, had Wi-Fi, so I like was texting my friend who's a nurse. She was like, mm -hmm. so you're saying that it hurts. Uh, it hurt after you tried to crack your back and it hurts when you move your head um yeah that's a muscle thing and i was like yeah so yeah other um, than that i'm good i guess um i was in san francisco and ooh. that was uh that was pretty cool um i i don't know i have mixed feelings about it i guess have you ever been um have i ever been to san francisco yeah I have not. Um, I am in Los Angeles right now, and uh, it's San Francisco is. Um, oh man, we're <laughs> 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 like trying to like uh, bring up a map in my brain. Uh, it's like six hours away. It's far away. Um, and yeah, I just I haven't been there. Um, when I moved here, my parents uh, were like trying to get me to pack um a lot of like heavy sweaters because they're like well what if you go up to northern california i'm like that's like <laughs> up that's like halfway up the continent like that's that's like if because i'm from maryland and i'm like that's like if i was like casually going to like connecticut like it doesn't <laughs> happen yeah so yeah um i haven't been uh i know people who live in san francisco um it uh i guess depending i've heard it's pretty cool i've heard it's also like a huge nightmare <laughs> but uh yeah i can see both sides of that honestly it does seem kind of sometimes like a playground for adults or more like um i don't know like a, a cocoon what's the term i'm looking for it's like a baby who like doesn't have to do anything for itself and it's just like in a crib and it's being every all of their needs and desires are being taken care of that's what it feels right. like sometimes to me for rich people so yeah that that is the vibe that i get and, um, and it's that... like totally shameless about it too it's like the wild thing because i'm like yeah that's okay as long as you uh 
as long as you have some like well, it's not okay but if, if you're a little ashamed about it then that's okay um but when they're just like signs everywhere like you don't need to drive you don't why cook when we can deliver to you do all this stuff blah 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 and i'm like i feel like new york is like that too but we actually have the good taste at least to be like to to wring our hands about it you know right right yeah, you want to be like at least a little like uh, I don't know if this is like morally great um, or you know maybe this is this is uh, I don't know <laughs> maybe not making me a well-rounded person, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I think um, yeah having some kind of like some kind of shame about it is healthy. Uh, yeah, I think there's like I mean like I know a lot of people in LA here who are like you know they're like super cool and everything and. Um, but like there is like a definitely kind of like LA person who I uh, despise, and <laughs> uh, like I I I I'm thankfully like um, don't I mean I have like no ability to like be in uh, uh, like circles where I like I'm running into this person a lot, but like I do every so often, and I'm just like ah you suck so much. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's like I didn't think people could be like cartoon like caricatures of like a rich person um, <laughs> until I went to LA. Cause like there are like upper class neighborhoods in Baltimore, but they're still like upper class in Baltimore isn't like rich person in LA. Like sure, it's just yeah. so, so far out of my like realm of my comprehension of like how people exist um that I yeah I'm just like I don't yeah I can't I, like I can barely like comprehend like whatever like I don't know. yeah they'll just like say stuff and I'm just like I I don't know how you even like arrived at that conclusion um <laughs> but uh yeah like also yeah and like also like none of them like vaccinate their kids so like oh I don't know Ooh, yeah not great no not good um not, great. not good I uh I'm up to date on mine, so nice. Hopefully, I'll be I'll be okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, California is like real mixed bag. <laughs> gotta uh-huh. say, yeah. Um, yeah. Although, like, honestly, just like when I um, before I moved here, I was actually kind of uh, I don't know. I always felt like living in like a really big city would stress me out. Mm-hmm. um and it does uh but like not in the way i thought it was going to um i feel like it's uh i mean yeah like i'm from a mid-sized city um you can basically see most of it in a day mm-hmm. uh and then but yeah like la is like like i i have like one corner of it that i know pretty well and then sometimes they're like somebody's like oh we're gonna go to west la and i'm just like that might as well be like yeah somewhere else in the world entirely because <laughs> i've like i'm just like what's out there <laughs> um and uh yeah so it's just kind of, kind of like the sheer size of uh of la can be kind of um psychically challenging <laughs> but uh uh yeah i think like most of the stuff that kind of stresses me out um here isn't i don't know it's i feel like it's just kind of like life stuff that is inescapable no matter where you live um uh yeah and it's just kind of like the same 
problems that people have all over the place. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like I'll read about stuff. It's like, oh yeah, it's unaffordable to live in fucking, I don't know, like Columbus. And I'm like, yeah, that seems pretty, uh, pretty much across the board. Um, <laughs> uh yeah like when i got oh yeah so when i got here uh there was a uh yeah like i saw this like apartment building that was like very it was like very geometrical and i was like i thought it was like an la style or like you know kind of like a regional like architectural style kind of yeah. thing and then i saw photos of apartments in other cities I'm like oh no this is just like a gentrification cube that like <laughs> they roll out on an assembly, like on a conveyor belt, and they just like put them down mm -hmm. uh, places. And it's just like, it's like in a reboot when the cube comes down <laughs> uh, and, and it's just there. Yeah. I love reboot. <laughs> Were you really into it? Yeah, actually. Okay. So yeah, reboot was one of those cartoons for me that um, I feel like there was like a, a, a few cartoons that were very, uh, I was very like interested in because I almost never got to see them. So that was like part of the allure. Cause like, I feel like reboot might've aired really early um, where uh, on the station where I watch cartoons. So like, and also might've aired during the week. So like, I almost never got to see it. Mm. Um, but like, I was definitely, yeah. I mean, it's like a, you know, I'm like what seven or eight or whatever. And it's like the CGI show about like computer and video games and stuff and I'm like oh this sounds really cool and then like so it just like conceptually I was really intrigued um and yeah just kind of like I feel like I kind of created my own version of reboot uh, <laughs> oh pet. please tell me about this uh, oh I mean there no like no real specifics but I just kind of had like there was like so much like potential of like what reboot was to me um that I'm like oh like I bet there's all sorts of like cool like shit that happens in this tv show and there was so, like there was a lot of good, like I actually like did was able to like watch it later um like I, I watched a little bit of it as a kid but then like I watched it again as an adult and like I mean for the time pretty good show <laughs> for say. the time pretty good show <laughs> no I, I mean okay for the time a great show because like yeah. for the time uh, <laughs> I'm gonna keep saying that until you just say it's the best show that's ever been made okay. um the best show Okay, like okay, that's well, that have been made. Nick can cut the rest where I said uh, it's pretty good. Okay, um, well, let's not go crazy. I don't know if it's the best <laughs> show ever made, but it was. It had its moments. It was good. I thought it was really funny ahead of its time in comedy in a way that um, I think a lot of shows and like there's the whole Pixar thing of like Haha, adults. We know you're taking your kids to see movies, so here's a right, dick yeah. joke. Um, <laughs> I feel the like reboot the classic Pixar dick joke where Woody and from Woody from Toy Story is like, Buzz, you are a toy. Also, do we have dicks? Like that was my favorite line from that movie. Right. Yeah. Do toy? No, toys obviously don't. But then that raises the whole question of like, wait, I guess their whole thing is just based on like how they were made and like what they're presentation is or whatever but like i mean buzz could conceivably have one i guess under all that armor and stuff um right but i don't really want to think about that that leads me to thinking about tim allen's dick which is not a road that i want to go down oh yeah what a bad man yeah bad bad guy Can't real, real real bad guy and somehow <laughs> his show is still on the air 
Oh, uh, oh yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, Last Man, yeah. Last Man Standing, the classic. Um, it's an adaptation of the uh, of the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, or no, the Bruce Willis movie, uh, Last Man Standing, which right, right, uh, is about. Um, I don't remember very well because all I know about that movie is that my parents one once rented it when I was a child, and I asked what it meant to be the last man standing. Um, so I haven't. That's all I know about that movie. They never answered that question for you. Um, I think my dad was just like, "Oh, it means like when you're in the middle of a war between the Irish and the Italian mafia, and like you gun all of them down and they die, and so what dying is is the obliteration of your consciousness. And in this case, it's very violent and painful because it's from bullets. So, um, Bruce Willis is the last man standing, and he isn't dead, but he does have to live with the knowledge that he has taken the lives of many people, each of whom were individuals who will never." live again and had their own families and complex inner lives. So that was a lot for me to take in really. Right. I, I mean, I mean, it's a lesson you have to learn at some point. You do. So. You don't want to mess with the Irish and Italian mafia at the same time. <laughs> no, that's true. That's what I took away from that. <laughs> um, yeah. Were we talking? Oh yeah. We were talking about uh, Pixar dick jokes. Um, I don't have anything for that either. <laughs> <laughs> sorry my my roommate's cat's like making demands of me anyway don't ever um, apologize for cats what is what is this cat asking of you uh, i don't know probably just attention um <laughs> my cat my cat is sleeping on my slacks um i got home yesterday and she immediately did the thing that she always does when i get home which is jump in my open suitcase and sleep on my clothes mm -hmm. and now <laughs> she is sleeping on my bed on she's like sprawled out over a pair of my slacks i'm like i guess i'm not wearing those today um yeah but yeah she, she's good love those crazy <laughs> love those crazy little critters yeah i can't believe they invented them uh right? yeah it is amazing to me though the uh lengths to which like a cat will aggressively try to make itself comfortable on something <laughs> um like i think yeah earlier today yeah this cat was like there's like a shelf like we have like shelves in between our washer and dryer and like they're not big shelves um and they're just kind of like these like like wire like metal basket things mm -hmm. and there was we have like stuff in them and he was like crawling into them <laughs> and like trying to like uh like shape himself into the like <laughs> basket and he's like yeah this is fine fucking uh, idiot. <laughs> it's like i have plenty of other places to sleep that would probably be a lot easier for me to get into but you know what this is what i'm gonna go with it's a challenge i'm gonna face it head on yeah yeah who knows what goes on in those little brains just you know i just think they're real funny yeah. little critters yeah, he's also like he's a savannah cat, so he's like long. Ooh. Yeah, he's like long. Wait, cats. <laughs> let me. Look. He's so. Would you say he is? Um, would you say he's a long cat who is long? Yeah, you know what? I think I would say that. I would go so far as to say that he is a long cat who is long. Wow. Um. Yeah. I'm looking at savannah that. cats right now, and they're beautiful. Yeah, they really are. Um. And yeah, it's funny because he's like a really gorgeous cat, but also a real uh, goofball. Makes They're just like long spotted little idiots, just yeah. like with dumb faces and um, big teeth. And they look kind of yeah. like servals, sort of. Yeah, yeah, they do. 
but servals, I don't think are pets. Probably not. Uh, yeah, this is like the pet version of a circle. If you like really wanted one. <laughs> <laughs> if you really wanted a killing machine to share yeah. your home with you, a deadly predator. Yeah, it's like, well, I can't get you a serval. I can get you a Savannah cat. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like when your mom gets you like store brand. Uh... <laughs> store brand cola. Like, yeah, I don't like... want that. <laughs> it's really upsetting how quickly kids develop brand loyalties because I was like that as a kid. And sometimes it was because things actually did taste different, like store brand Fruit Loops from my store and actual Fruit Loops. They were different, like in shape and taste. Um, yeah. But it is upsetting how quickly kids are like, no, I want real Coke. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those, yeah. The store brand like cereal that um, that my parents got grabbed were definitely real garbage. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, this is like coarse. Like, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> there is, you, you are going to get some sand in there. Yeah. It's, there's like a, there's like a uh, sedimentary property to this cereal that I'm like, not really, <laughs> not really digging, but um, uh, yeah, no, yeah. Like kids. Yeah. There's a lot of them from like the, from the get go to like, like uh, brands and stuff. And it's, pretty upsetting uh yeah did you see the thing the other day with um i don't know if this is going to be like super relevant by the time this episode comes out but <laughs> uh also oh by the way happy happy international podcasting day to you wait is um, that today september 30th yes that, that's what i've been that's what i've been seeing do you know that it's the day before my birthday my birthday is tomorrow oh well that's probably on purpose yeah they knew <laughs> Happy birthday and uh, happy, happy first. Uh, I believe it's a celebration of when they invented the first podcast. Who was that? Was that Roman Mars? I think it, it was Thomas Edison. Oh um, yeah. And his yeah, he was like doing some stuff in his lab and made it like a show about it. He was working in the lab late one night. Uh, yeah, he was. Okay. So also, do, fun fact about um, Thomas Edison. Did you know that, um, you know, he had this thing where, you know, we think of when you start uh, a YouTube video, you say, hey, guys. But mm -hmm. that wasn't his preferred thing to say. He wanted to say ahoy hoy um, to start a YouTube video, but it never <laughs> caught on. And uh, now everyone just says, hey, guys. So, you know, it could have been different. Yeah. I mean, I think that could still be, we just, I mean, we still do it. We could. Uh, yeah. We'd be marked as deviants, but we could still do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like getting marked as a deviant isn't like, doesn't, doesn't have to like too much consequence nowadays. It's not the badge of shame that it used to be. <laughs> this kind of feels like, you're like, yeah, oh well. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I saw this thing the other day because I live, uh, I live on Twitter and it's gonna kill me one day. But um, uh, somebody was like, I don't know, they said something along the lines of, uh, yeah, oh, sometimes like I want to retweet somebody who made a really good point, but they have like a furry icon. And I'm like, <laughs> it's 2018. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you, what are you worried about? Yeah, I'm like, there are, this is, doesn't even like register in my top like. 100 like like things to worry about like right now yeah um, no feel, feel like, like of all the things are... you could worry about oh being seen to retweet someone with a furry avatar 
I can't even imagine living that kind of life where that's yeah. what you're worried about. Yeah. I'm like, man, that must be, it must be nice. <laughs> that is your yeah. the, the thing weighing on your mind. Uh, but uh, yeah, like, I mean, at some point in my life, I was definitely somebody who was like, you know, who like made fun of furries or whatever, but it's just sure. like, you know, it, what's the, what's the, what's the harm? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I just like, it's, it's really weird to me when people like somebody like says something like that. And I think, I feel like that's something like everybody kind of like left behind, you know, at least 10 years ago. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I was like, wait, what, what years, what years are it right now? Um, <laughs> yeah. That, I don't know. That's like the whole, like, God, I don't know. I always just think of like, this is the cancer that's killing B or something. And that's like, you're still worried about that. Um, right. I don't know. You've got some issues going on. <laughs> also, I like, I've heard some pretty compelling arguments that some of the stuff that still kind of lingers, I would say lingered past like 4chan and stuff um, is basically a way of being homophobic sort of in disguise yes it's yeah. a way of like being um like upset at sexual deviants who like are you know gay um yeah. by just being like oh furries like yiffing i was actually really disappointed i i watched this movie mascots um which is a mm -hmm. um christopher gast movie i think it's his most recent one um okay. and it's about like this mascot competition. Like all of his movies are about some big event, right? These mockumentaries. Right. Have you seen any of them? Um, yeah, I've seen Best in Show. Uh, I think that's like that's the one I've seen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's about like this, like you know, like athletics mascot uh, competition, and uh, it it was like pretty good. Although there's one point where basically like a furry sneaks into like the convention and is like trying to sexually assault people. And I was like, really? Oh. We're doing this. We're doing this one in uh, 2018, huh? Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, kind of a bummer, but uh, I don't know. That stuff. It's just like, come on guys. Come on. Right. Yeah. I'm going to a furry convention in November for the first time. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I'm very excited. Uh, I've never been to one, and all I know to expect is a lot of very drunk furries, which, frankly, <laughs> hell yes. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, yeah. Which which one is it? It is Midwest. I say that like I know. Yeah, you know all of the many ones. <laughs> it's Midwest Fur Fest, which is in, well, it's just outside of Chicago. It's in a okay. suburb of Chicago. Um, and yeah, I also haven't been to like a con in general in quite some time. Uh, I can't think of it. Oh, I, last year, a year ago around this time, I was at New York Comic Con, which was a lot. And I don't think I need to do again. I think I've seen it once. And then I'm I'm basically good. Uh, the highlight of that show, of course, was um, seeing a flawless Genji cosplay from Overwatch, a pro Genji. And he was vaping. And uh -huh. um, of course... Of course, Genji would vape. He has a vape rig built into his whole like cyber helmet. But I, oh, I, I asked this guy if I could take a picture, and he was like, "Oh yeah, sure." And he like started to pull his mask down, and I was like, "No, no, 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 leave it up. You have to. <laughs> you, you don't understand what it is that I want." Um, 
And uh, so that was uh, excellent. <laughs> that made the whole thing worth it. You know, all the, the yeah. Ricks, all the Deadpools. Um, yeah. It was, uh, it was great. I loved it. Yeah, sometimes you gotta you gotta get through all the ricks and the deadpools to get to uh, <laughs> Genji. That's just how life works. That is, that's what I always say. Have you been to any big cons before? Uh, I have not. So the, I mean, I have only ever been to um, like small comics conventions. Um, the good because, ones. Yeah, good ones. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, because like, yeah, I can't go to like San Diego, like. Even um, like, because I went to Small Press Expo uh, for many years and when I was still in Baltimore um, uh, because it's like an hour away. And even that one, because I mean, it's, it's, it got really big, which is, you know, which is good. Like I'm not complaining about it, but like anytime I kind of like walk into a convention floor, I'm like immediately like, it's just like immediately like, uh, like sensory overload and like there are too many people uh so i am like really disoriented and um yeah the larger like small press expo shows i feel like that was kind of like my threshold of like oh i'm <laughs> i can't uh i can't handle a lot of this uh like or i can handle this but i can't handle any more of this so like yeah i can't do like uh yeah like san diego or new york comic-con i also just like don't oh wait you know what scratch all that I went to, when I was a teenager, I went to Otakon a few times. Um, that was when I kind of realized that I don't, like, I just kind of didn't want to go to big conventions just because I didn't really enjoy them. Because, um, mm -hmm. like, I went, and it was, like, and also, it was also a thing, because, like, I don't know, like, I liked, there are a lot of, like, shows that I liked. Um, you know, I liked a lot of anime, but I was also, like, a kid who didn't have a lot of money uh and yeah and i was just like i don't i was just like yeah i didn't have like a lot of access to you know um yeah anything like that was like airing like that wasn't airing on like uh network television or like you know what i was able to see on cable when i went to like my grandparents house um but then yeah it's like uh, and yeah when i went to like the dealer's room and there's like a hundred dollar like figurines i'm like i don't <laughs> like this isn't this is not a show for me yeah you need that you need a piece of like rubberized plastic yeah. to display yeah. and i you know i know some people are into that for me what do i display um ties mostly but only because the only bar that i have like my closet has been converted into an office so i still have clothes hanging uh in front of my desk mm -hmm. but um what do you, do you display anything in your home uh, so like right now, cause I spent the last year kind of like bouncing around and, uh, doing a lot of couch surfing, uh, tying back to the whole thing about California being unaffordable, but, uh, the, like, I'm, I'm in like a place now and I'm like just getting everything like furnished, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. or I'm like, not just like in the, uh, yeah, I'm, it's not like the, um, yeah, it's not like the fucking like Sims where you just like put down like a square. <laughs> room and it's just like well this is it uh i'm out of money and it's gonna like let these guys chill here for a second uh so yeah no, i like i have i have actual furniture now uh i have i still like i still have this like in, like huge box full of things that i when i when i moved like i left at my parents house and it's like one of those things on my list of like okay eventually i do have to like contact my parents like ask them <laughs> like and, and set up a thing where they can like mail me the 
my box of like comics and like all this other shit that I just couldn't like afford to lug around with me. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it has like a lot of like prints and stuff that I have um, that I've like, once I have them, I'll like hang them up. But uh, yeah, like I usually, if I'm, if I'm displaying anything, uh, yeah, it's like prints and, and that kind of thing from like people I, yeah, like artists I like. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, I got a, uh, I got a poster actually the, uh, the other day because I went to a meeting with, uh, been doing like a lot of like volunteer like uh, organizing work, and um, I met with this guy from like this other, um, uh, for this other group, and he's like, hey, here's the thing we're doing. Here's the poster. I'm like, oh, cool, and it is actually like a really cool poster, uh, and it's like, actually, I'm gonna see if I pull it up right now. Uh, yeah, it's because uh, it's like um, tenant organizing uh, project. So yeah, it's like a cool poster of like this rich guy getting like, like there's like a big crowd and they're forming a fist and like punching the <laughs> punching the <laughs> <our> landlord. <laughs> um, That's very good. Yeah, so it's cool. Um, so I'll probably hang that up at some point. Um, really set a tone. Uh, but yeah, also at that meeting. Um, one of the people I was with, like, because we were kind of like off in this like little side, like little side space, and like, he like pulled out his vape and like, blew like the biggest like cloud, of like vape smoke to the point where like it, a server from like the other on the other side of the like thing saw it and like, <laughs> like this like she must have just seen this like huge like this cloud of smoke like from behind like like from from behind a pillar and like. Uh, so she like immediately <laughs> ran over. She's like, "Excuse me, sir, there's no vaping here." And he's like, oh, "I'm so sorry." But um, that's those are the four most crushing words in the English language. There's no vaping here. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what's next? You know? Yeah, uh, it's a slippery slope. Ban vaping, and then you're marrying your dog. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's one right after the other. Uh, it was just really funny to me because. Yeah, like I'm like, man, you just that was a huge. Well, the other thing that was like in LA, like you can't walk a block without somebody blowing uh, vape smoke in your face, um, <laughs> or just like, yeah, it either it either smells like weed or it either smells like vape smoke, and there's like no, <laughs> there's no place that like doesn't smell like either. Um, but yeah, I've like been doing a lot of um, volunteer stuff because I right now like i work mornings uh at like a day job and i have doing my freelance like in the afternoon and i have a lot of time <laughs> uh mm -hmm. so i yeah i so like i started getting into um doing like organizing work and um it's been really cool uh as far as uh realizing that you can like like affect change in a positive way um and uh i recommend that people do it if they're not doing it already because <laughs> yeah it's um yeah i don't know this is like something i think about a lot where like people i don't know I, it's like the general like especially in especially in the united states like i think people are generally socialized to believe it's like well elected officials are like the only people who can do anything mm -hmm. like if you don't have the right people in office you're basically shit out of luck and also <laughs> most of the people in office suck anyway uh 
but like that's not even true historically because like everything that's resulted in anything positive has been uh, people's movements and uh, you know like regular people just like organizing and uh, I and like realizing it's like simultaneously like kind of like existentially terrifying <laughs> where you're like oh <laughs> oh I'm the only one who like it's like me and just like for other regular people you know, people who are like you know uh, can do this but then like at the same time it's also like oh no I actually like I have a lot of power uh yeah and so that's actually yeah it could actually be really like liberating to feel that way <laughs> to be like oh yeah no I can actually like we can actually collectively like do stuff uh and and uh like make a make a difference in a good way um so yeah and then like it's also really um changed the way of like how I think about uh that kind of stuff anyway because like yeah again like I think people like oh well you know like there were like a bunch of like big marches and like big demonstrations and then like some you know good stuff happened but like most of it isn't that at all it's like really very unsexy like administrative yeah. it's like it's all like administrative work <laughs> um yeah and like talking to people it's like basically any like really like if you have like any kind of like office skill or like even like beyond that like if you can like talk to people or if you have some kind of like like basically any like very mundane skill that you picked up for like literally anything you can like apply <laughs> to organizing because like they'll probably need it um mm. so yeah I think that's also like a um thing that I think because yeah it can be like very daunting because like yeah like a lot of people it's like oh I don't really know a lot about you know leftist like politics and theory and stuff and it's like you don't necessarily need to like right out of the gate like you know, people's like political education are, is, you know, it's ongoing. Um, and I think mine's changed a lot too. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, it's like, it's something you can kind of like learn as you do that stuff. It's like, you don't have to like learn, you don't have to read like, like all of Marx, <laughs> like, <laughs> as, like first. And then it's like, okay, now you can come to a meeting. It's like, you can, you can do that on the way. But um, like, I still haven't, like, I didn't read all three volumes of Capital, it's a long book um and it's like people you know people live it so it's really it's an easy you know to to get across um because you get the gist of it. it's like oh yeah this all sucks like you know <laughs> um you don't need like a dead guy from the 1800s to tell you that but uh uh yeah like um yeah I just think there's like a lot of stuff that people can do in between the two to four years you're allowed to vote um I feel like if I got into a whole thing about electoral politics and my feelings about it, that would be entirely like another hour. But um, uh, yeah, I think uh, if anybody has been thinking about getting involved in anything like that, uh, they should do it. Um, and that's what I got to say about that. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like that's so important because um, I think what most people... Well, no, I'm not going to say what most people, what I have done in the past is been like, oh, it's my responsibility to know what's going on, to be an informed citizen. So I'm going to spend all day on Twitter and I'm going to read, read the news and do all this stuff and um, feel like fucking garbage Yeah, and not do anything about it, but just basically have had like a net loss. Um, And I feel like just maybe cutting down on some of that stuff and doing 
like working on local issues and campaigns is probably much a more useful and better for your mental health. Yes. Um, Cause you feel, you feel like you can affect something. Um, you feel factual kind of, you know? Right. Yeah. Like you were saying. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, th- yeah. That's another thing I, I don't like about, uh, I don't, like I'm going to sound like I'm 80 years old now, but the like, thing I don't like about social media, uh, <laughs> is, um, no, like, uh, yeah, this like fucking, uh, like hashtag resistance shit, uh, that, I think has largely kind of like settled down by now, but um, as far as like the ex- the more like um, uh, alarmist people, uh, I think I've kind of people don't listen to them anymore. But uh, the um, not that like thing like obviously like it's like the the moment that we're in is like not great, uh, but it's uh, there there is so much like because like obviously like bad news goes farther than good news. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, like people were just like, like literally last year, I remember this thing where we are like one of those, like one of those guys was like posted this thing about, uh, he's like, oh, there's like 150 different measures in different state legislatures to repress voting. And if you clicked on the article that he linked, there's also 550 measures to expand voting. And so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, didn't even fucking like like you're you're just like relying on people to like for like this like social contagion thing for like people to just like retweet it um and that like really pisses me off it's like you can't like if like obviously like acknowledge that like you know when there's a problem but like also offer a solution or uh like point to people who are working on it um because yeah like otherwise it just seems like things are getting like worse and like nothing's doing like nobody's doing anything about it and that's not the case um as far like there are people who are working on it and um yeah like i see that also where like people are like oh why isn't anybody doing this it's like there probably is somebody <laughs> you just need to find them like i think a better question right? yeah it would be like oh is anybody working on this like is something is there somebody you know is there like an organization or like group somebody people who i can like talk to about this um yeah because like that's that's how coalition building works uh you yeah it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, we all like are kind of like in this, you know, thing together. So, and uh, yeah, that's yeah, um, yeah. So I, I feel like Twitter would be a lot better in that regard if people were like, okay, well, let's like, you know, let's let's look for like a solution to this rather than just kind of like endlessly retweeting uh, bad stuff. <laughs> um, we're just like you know, think about how to fix it. Um, so, yeah, and like, and yeah, and I don't want and, and I want to say like that this is like a, any kind of like replacement for like, uh, like therapy or any kind of like um, anything like that. But like, it is like actually really relieving to be in a room with people who are like, oh yeah, we also think this thing sucks uh, <laughs> and we want to do something about it. So like, yeah, instead of, yeah, just, like, looking at your phone, um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, and, yeah, it's, like, yeah, and just kind of, like, aimless, like, despair tweeting really annoys me, um, and I say all this to somebody, like, I don't want, I don't want to, like, people assume I'm, like, somebody who, like, thinks you can, like, solve mental health issues with, like, meditating and drinking water and stuff, but, like, I, like, I, like, I have an anxiety disorder, I have depression, like, it's, um, 
so like it doesn't help <laughs> when people are just like kind of like pressing on that um uh and yeah i think it would just be like a lot better if like yeah people started kind of i mean if people were like organizing but like you know um doing more of that yeah yeah sorry i just like, went like with this whole thing um about politics uh no this is all great um i was hoping that we would get into it um yeah thank you oh well not a problem um yeah <laughs> uh yeah sometimes like i am <laughs> i go into situations like all right i'm not gonna get super into politics and then like i if i can just like somebody says like one thing about like rant i'm like well you know <laughs> <laughs> and then i fucking like it's weird because i am I am turning into my grandfather, but I have like the exact polar opposite politics that he does. Uh, mm. So I'm just like a weird, like communist version of my granddad. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just like yeah. Sometimes I'm yeah. I don't know. I don't want like um, there are social situations. I'm like I could just be. I could just keep it light. I could sure. <laughs> no, this isn't one of those though. You can. <laughs> You can go deep. Um, yeah. Um, that's, that's really cool. We encourage that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, also, I really liked your, I mean, I liked all of your stuff on Mel, um, but the uh, the one where you interviewed. Um, Colin Hagendorf? Yes, thank you. Yeah. You're exactly who I was going to talk about. Um, <laughs> yeah, because, like, I, uh, one of the things I, I do, I'm like, I'm on a conflict resolution team, and um, yeah, I think like, and we have, we kind of like base our stuff off of like a transformative justice process. Um, mm. And yeah, so like reading what he had to say about that was actually like really helpful to me. Uh, and like, mm. and, and how I do uh, my work. Like, I haven't had to do, I mean, I haven't had to deal anything with like anything as like severe as he, he's had to deal with, but like, um, it is good to just kind of like know, you know, read people who've like done it and like have, you know, thought it through um and uh yeah i think like that's another thing um about organizing is uh you like the the like culture you, you build within your organizing space i think should be like an example of like what you want the world to look like um so you have like this little terrarium of uh where you're like, okay, you know what, we're gonna treat each, like, we're gonna, you know, when we do meetings, we're gonna have name tags with people's pronouns on them. We're gonna like, you know, we have this code of conduct. We, you know, um, this is like the standard we wanna set for, you know, treating each other. It's like not, like none of it's like a huge ask. <laughs> uh, it's all like pretty basic stuff, but uh, yeah, even just like that kind of thing uh i think just like making that a norm is uh does a lot and um yeah just like being like okay yeah this is like the standard we want to set because this is the world we want so we're gonna we're gonna do that um and uh yeah just kind of like because yeah i think a lot of times um uh yeah there's like a lot of stuff I think like we kind of take for granted that was like fought really hard for um, and like people died over it. <laughs> like people died over not having to work weekends. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's like, 
but that's like an i that was like at one point a radical idea where it's like yeah actually we shouldn't have to like die in a factory um and again yeah it's like it's like yeah that's not a big ask um but uh yeah it's just kind of like yeah those you know those ideas can uh go out into the world and um be be become the the yeah it's like the normal standard of how humans should live because uh, mm-hmm. uh yeah um yeah i like kind of got radicalized when i was working at a call center um because uh, i realized i wasn't helping anybody mm-hmm. and um it was like for uh i was working for i was working for paypal uh and like they're they have like a credit service that i was working for and like we're basically just like leaving people dry <laughs> and yeah i'm in like really bad financial situations and like i had to listen to so many people like cry like on the phone and like i had nothing for them uh, like so that's where i'm like yeah this um and yeah and then like they would give us these like training things so it's like yeah you really like it's like so we're gonna like work on like our our empathy skills and i'm like <laughs> uh, what <laughs> um i i feel like this is this is if we were uh working our empathy skills we wouldn't be working here <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so yeah um but yeah uh but yeah no like all that work's been um really exciting and I'm glad I'm doing it. Awesome. Well, maybe now is a good time to move on to the only segment that we do on the show. Okay. That's a segment called Get Wrecked. Get Wrecked. You know, you all know it by now. I don't have to explain this segment. It's a recommendation segment. That That's it. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> uh, do you want to go first or should I go first? Uh, you can go first. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm going to recommend something kind of vague, um, if that's okay. Sure. Uh, I recently bought a new desk chair because for a year prior, I had been sitting on a, a cheap uh, fiberboard IKEA chair. Mm-hmm. And if you're anything like me, you sit for a too long a period a day and you're probably cutting your life short just like me um but that's stuff the end of your life so whatever uh i bought a new chair recently and i was kind of like hesitant to spend money on it um because like i don't know a chair that's not very exciting and then i was like this is something you use literally every day (laughs) like maybe it's worth spending some money on this rather than some bullshit to like have a chair that's like going to be comfortable and like not destroy your back. So basically what I would recommend is not necessarily buying a chair, but just like thinking about the things that you use every day. And if you are capable of getting them better, because I'm someone who uses things long past their long past the point where I should replace them, but I always feel guilty um, about being like, Oh, these socks have holes in them, but I don't want to just throw them away. Right. Yeah. Um, and if you have, it's different, obviously, if you don't have the like capability to do those things, then I totally understand that I've been there, but if you do, then just like, you know, d- 
dealing with the very simple things um, can be so like helpful for your mental health. Yeah. So that's mine. Okay. Here's my recommendation. Um, okay. So I am, uh, you know, I think a lot of people know I'm, uh, I'm a cyberpunk. Uh, I'm a hacker. Um, all that stuff. But uh, I wanted to recommend the um, the Hairbrain Shadowrun games, um, uh, Dragonfall and Hong Kong. Shadowrun Returns is fine, but you don't have to play it. Um, they're both like, because I mean, yeah, like I, I mean, I, and I feel like we've like talked about this before, but like, like Shadowrun occupies like this space in my uh, heart <laughs> where. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's like one of those, uh, thing I really liked as a teenager, um, that is like looking at it as an adult. I'm like, okay, this is like a lot of good ideas and some like really profoundly awful ideas. Um, <laughs> and like just kind of very, um, but there is kind of this kind of weird, like cartoony, like bullshit goofiness to it that I still really like. Um, and I think the Hairbrain games uh, do a, like, they're very well written. Uh, this, um, almost in spite of the source material. Uh, and, and they're, yeah, they're very good. I think people should play them. Um, they are, uh, you know, people play video games. I don't know if people play video games anymore, do they? Uh, <laughs> um, but they're, they're also very short. So like that's like the other thing uh, where I think you could probably like knock it out like each of them out probably like you know we give you're playing them on a regular basis but um, yeah they're very good um, they yeah they like I don't know I think they kind of like try to take some more interesting aspects of the setting and like flesh them out and yeah uh, the first nice. game like the returns game came out like the first time. We, like I played it when it like when its initial release when it didn't have like a save capability. You could oh no. You could only autosave. And it's like the worst it's like the worst game, like type of game to not have a save thing on because um it's like an isometric RPG that has like turn-based combat. So yeah. it's like, okay, well I died, so now I'm gonna have to play this like 45 minutes over again. <laughs> um <laughs> So, like, luckily they they fixed that. But uh, yeah, I think Dragonfall and Shadow Run or Dragonfall and Hong Kong are the uh, are the, the two better games. So that is my recommendation. Nice. Yeah, I have played part. I think I played started playing one of them a few years ago. I never finished it because, like, I think that computer failed and I had to um, get a new one. Mm. But um, yeah, I might look into those. Yeah. The um, yeah. No. Yeah. They're really good i recently played through because i played dragonfall once i played hong kong twice now my second playthrough um i went all in on like the cybernetic enhancement stuff because like i hadn't really like touched that stuff in prior playthroughs so i'm like i'm just gonna go for it and uh i got a monofilament whip that comes out of my arm um nice <laughs> uh it's actually like a really good uh weapon to have apparently so yeah that was a lot of, that was cool um yeah, like I I don't know the uh, 
I mean, I don't have to like rehash all the discourse around like cyberpunk fiction that's happened in the last like three months, but um, no, 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 no. Let's not do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fine. Um, yeah, just play. Uh, we can just play Tetherun. Uh, yeah, that's what I got. Cool. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you so much for coming on. It's, um, you know, this has been a long time coming. I think. Do you want to tell people where they can find your work online? Yes, uh, you can find me at, I'm at Ice Level on Twitter. Uh, I am, what else am I? Oh, I'm, um, so I have a Medium page. It's also Ice Level. Before I put, I do this project where I interview people uh, about politics. Um, I am just now like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I interview people about politics. I put them in a comic form. It's maybe one of the simultaneously best and worst ideas I've ever had uh, because I take like an interview, which is the most information dense format you could possibly have, and condense it into a comic, which is the least information dense possibly <laughs> have. And like, I'm always really excited to work on them. And then like on the middle of it, I'm just like, why did I decide to keep this to myself? Oh no. Uh, but uh, no, they've like I, I'm I'm really proud of them, and like I got to talk to some really cool people about it. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, Ice Level uh, on Medium, and yeah, that's where I'm. Oh, I also have um, icelvl.com, but that's my portfolio site. Probably not interesting to anybody, uh, unless you like super really want to hire me for something. This is not an ad to hire me. It's just. The website exists. <laughs> it, you're allowed to, if if you want to. It's okay. I don't want to use your uh, your your podcast as a platform to uh, ask for employment. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, I do want to like just give everybody if like if you follow me on Twitter, just like buckle up, I guess. Uh, um, I I feel like I alternate between like a lot of. I don't know. I, sometimes, like, people who I, like, really respect, like, follow me on Twitter, and it's, like, like, literally, I, um, uh, yeah, this, like, person I think does, like, really great, like, um, work around, uh, like, prison abolition and all this stuff, like, followed me, or it's, it's uh, uh, prison culture on, on Twitter. Like, she followed me, and, like, uh, right <laughs> after we had done, like, an interview, and, um, that week i had just been talking about star wars and <laughs> like i think i posted uh i did a commission for uh um you know uh jones um yeah i did uh the commission for like their like transformers uh mm -hmm. uh uh characters and so that was that was that and it was star wars and i'm like and this like person who I think does like really actually like really important work called me. I'm like, ah, well, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think those, I, I felt that way before. I think and hope that those people are, um, yeah, I think I know for most of those people that they're capable of like understanding that people are, you know, complex and right. many faceted and for each, uh, work for each day spent on conflict resolution there's a day spent drawing Transformers fan <laughs> art, and that's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, was, um, yeah. If you're gonna follow me, just like that's the deal. Thank you, thank you again. Um, this was so great, and I hope you have a lovely 
the rest of your international podcast day. Thank you. Uh, I hope you do as well. I hope you have a great um, podcast uh, dinner and the feast of Saint podcast guy. I I couldn't get, I couldn't pull, I couldn't pull. Um, (laughs) So yeah, um, I will talk to you later. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Secrets is hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Woodland Secrets is a part of Stay Mean, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Mean at woodlandsecrets.co support. For as little as three bucks a month, you'll get access to a monthly newsletter and frequent bonus episodes of our shows. If you'd like to have a message read on the show, head to woodlandsecrets.co slash messages. You can help people find out about the show. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at Woodland Podcast and at Stay Mean Co. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening.